This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Project Humanoid, this is Murder, My Dude. I'm BP Burke. Uh, today I'm Jackson Wells. Are you? Uh, I don't know. You don't sound like you know. You sound a little out of it. I'm, uh, groggy. 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 We both took naps before the show today. Not together. No, no. Separate, but equal. Separate naps. Separate, but equal naps. (laughs) Separate, but unequal, I think. I woke up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and you woke up groggy. Very groggy. I'm tired, and I hate it. I hate napping. I love napping. I know you do. They called me when I was in, in high school. They called me the Napster. Yeah. It was because of napping and because I illegally downloaded music. In your sleep. In my sleep. Yes, I sleep downloaded. Yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. Right. right. Um. Yeah. So uh, we need national police reform. Yeah, we were saying that last week, and I was hoping maybe we'd get away from it this week, and then between when we recorded last, um, a week ago, we record on Tuesdays, and now, obviously, the world has gone to shit, <laughs> even more than it was. I think the world's been shit, it's just, you know. Yeah, now you see it, and now it's just like, now people aren't, aren't going to take it anymore, so. You know, they're not going to take it, but you're also being threatened with, like, uh, Trump threatening to to roll out military now yeah. on these people. Then w- he wasn't threatening when when it was white people protesting. Yeah, it Charlottesville was... didn't hear. Well, they didn't loot. That's what they, but, well, they didn't loot. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but they drove a car into a girl and killed her. Right. Yeah, they did that. Yeah, there was that. Yeah. Um. And there's oh, when you start driving cars into girls, we start shooting, which is good because then cops started driving cars into people too. The thing is, is when when they were peacefully protesting. Or protesting or whatever. They had all these guns on them. These white people. They had all mm-hmm. these guns. And Trump was talking about how great they are. Or how they're patriots. And how, you know, just. And then Pence even put something out about uh, peaceful protesting. But it's like, remember when Kaepernick did that? <laughs> yeah. Where is he now? But yeah. What rem- team is he on? <laughs> remember when he peacefully protested? And then it was like, you know, how, how he's disrespectful. No matter what it. What it boils down to is no matter how peacefully you protest as a black person, Mm -hmm. you're going to be disrespecting the flag. Right. When when they're telling you to peacefully protest, uh, they're really saying shut up and take it. When a when a white person when a white person uh, like an alt right person is is uh, fed up with something, he's fed up with police. It's justified. He's fed up with something. You know, he wants to burn the flag. It's justified. Somebody on the left does it. They roll out the military. Yeah. You know, um, and a lot of it's like the police are far right. So a lot of the police, no not shit. every single one of them. Yeah, so. obviously, cause, well, there's black people. Like, yeah. And they have a job and they want to do what's right. And now they're cracker ass co-workers. You know, they're honky ass co-workers. Yeah. Uh, 
are gonna fuck it. Like you can't be because they're like, oh well, because people say like, you know, oh, there's no good cops because you know they need to stand up. Okay, and they do, and then they get fired, and then their fucking families get threatened. Yeah, that, that's the problem, and it's one of those things where I'm normally very, very, very pro union, very pro union. The police officers' unions make sure the bad cops get to stay on, and and it's a problem. And, and I don't have the answer. I I don't I, yeah, I don't know what to how to fix it. There's a thing going on today. It's uh, so you put the black box up. Yeah. Okay, and then you. People are putting the well. They were initially putting the hashtag for Black Lives Matter, and then there were these things coming out saying, "No, don't do that. It's suppressing vital information." Put the hashtag Blackout Tuesday. But I was reading something else. Now this is all, you know, mm-hmm. hearsay. It's whatever. I just read, you know, just reading different things. I had a, a weird feeling about that, and somebody else shares the same sentiment as me, where they were saying. That they believe it's uh, started from, like an alt right thing to like suppress. Just trying to suppress that hashtag. Yeah, to suppress that hashtag. Yeah, it, it, to try I, to get the, all right. All right, we can't totally get it away. Yeah, but we can get it off of this thing. But we can get off of this. Like, there's going to be so many. Right. Let's try to, and and then we're going to get this little white girl who is, you know, she's just she loves black people so much, and that she just needs to do. <laughs> and then she's going no matter what they say to do, she's going to do. Yay! I'll do it for my black people. Yay! I don't like, by the way, when they say my black people, you don't know them. Right. You don't know them. It's not legal anymore. Yeah. Stop it. Don't do that. If you have some, return them. Yeah, please. (laughs) No receipts, just, you know. uh, I I know you just burned down the Target, but I'd like to return my black person. Okay. Look, if they're selling black people at Target, maybe we should burn them down. Like, yeah. I I was thinking that's, you know, not the way to do this, but if, if they're still... Not abiding by the Emancipation Proclamation at Target, it's time to... Do you know how many, may I speak to the manager, fat white ladies are upset Karens, right now? I can't do that. I don't like that. I don't like, the, don't whole... like the Karen thing. I can't, no, I don't like the Karen thing. It's racist. I don't like racism from any side. I don't like racism from any side. I, you know... I, I understand the whole, like, systematic racism thing and, you know, whatever, but it's still racist. If you say, I don't like a white person... You know, or fuck white people or whatever, because you're upset with a handful of white people. Mm-hmm. But you're, so you're going to hold all white people accountable for that. It's racist. Not all white people are the same, you know, all the same. Not all black people are the same, you know, whatever. Cops, however, are different. Because that's a title. That's a job. That's yeah. not that's not a that's not a culture. And I, I love the Chris Rock joke that's been circulating around lately. Where he was talking about, because they'll say it, like, oh, there's, it, it's just the bad apples in, in police work that are the problem. And then it's true. Like, not every cop is shooting unarmed, uh, unthreatening black men. Right. It, obviously, it's, it's only a handful of people doing it. But that handful is a problem, and there are things in the system that are systemic and built into the system. Like, it's not that the system is broken. This is the way the system was designed. Like, it, it's designed Absolutely. to, to, uh, so I'm, I'm by all means I'm not defending the system. Right, you're just calling it as what you know, calling it. But I'm also not going to act like every single cop in the world is out there to murder black people. Just some of them, too many of them. One is too many, and there's a lot more than one. Yeah. But like, like Chris Rock says, like uh, I know it's hard being a cop, but some jobs can't have bad apples. Everybody's got to be good. Like pilots, American Airlines can't be like most of our pl- pilots like to land. 
We just have some bad apples that like to crash in the mountains. But I mean, it's true. Because, yeah, if there's a bad apple at my job, like my real job, mm-hmm. somebody won't have their whatever they need handled, handled properly, but they'll live. If if, if it's a pilot or a cop and they do a bad job, people die. So, what the, the argument I would hear when you see a cop who says, like, well, you know, people aren't perfect. Yeah, guess what? You have to be damn near perfect, though, to be a cop. Because you ha- you're playing with fucking right, people's I, I lives. I that. It's a hard fucking job. I it could never hard, do it. It's a hard job. Yeah. I could never do it. It's a hard job. But we know what type of people are applying for this job. Right. We know who it is. We know who you are. And we know what you do. And we know where you live. <laughs> we, we are anonymous. No, we're not. seriously. You know who I am, <laughs> but you don't know why I'm here. By the way. Uh, I you you used this word earlier. You know who's been making liberal use of the word cracker on Twitter? Who? Kevin Nash. He loves calling people. Well, now he's calling people super crackers and blocking them. Because <laughs> <laughs> he said he he wore a Trump shirt one time. He was like he wore it to just like to troll people. Yeah. And he was like on all these crackers, kept getting fucking mad. He seems like a middle. He seems like a Joe Biden Democrat to me. Like he. Like yeah. he, he doesn't like Sanders. He doesn't like the socialism thing. He doesn't. I, I, he's like a Democrat, but don't fuck with my money. I think is is his thing. Probably. Um, because even today he posted a picture of himself as Diesel, where he had the hand up in the air. Yeah, with the fist up in the air, and he's like, "That wasn't by mistake." Which you probably. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm sure that's not what he was. Th- but he was wearing a black glove too. So, wow, hmm. progressive Diesel. <laughs> He's from Detroit. That's uh Yeah, I was just I was literally just gonna go, I was literally just gonna say he was from Detroit though. Huh. Wait, and then you put like B B U Y mistake, and so I cried he was like all these fucking letters come up on my phone. Like he said something really funny. Oh what you just you stumbled over that. You yeah, were, I, for, I, for, I forget what he says, like so like all these fucking letters come off my phone randomly. Uh, or something about autocorrect. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Huh. I thought maybe we were going to have to stop the show and rewind it so I could hear what you said. Nah. Oh. I'll just repeat myself. It's Nash. It's pronounced Nash. 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 Let's start calling him that. Um, so anyway, we'll just get, kind of get it out of the way. This week in murder is going to be all about this shit because what else is going on? Like, this is everything in the world. Yeah. Like, for a while, this there were not a lot of murders because of coronavirus. Now there's murders, but there are murders in the streets. And, and, and just keep this short and sweet with the George Floyd thing. We, we talked about it last week. There were actually two autopsies done. There was a local coroner that said there may have been some pre-existing conditions. Um, uh, I think essentially they kind of alluded that he may have had a heart attack. Uh, while well, yeah, you can, you, yeah, when you can have a heart attack due to asphyxiation. Exfi- uh, so. And and then there was an, uh, an independent autopsy. He's a guy who used to be a uh, coroner in New York. But you're you're speeding it up by putting your neck or your yeah. knee on his fucking neck. Yeah, so there's a uh, a coroner from New York. He just did a, an autopsy on Epstein, where he's like, yeah, Epstein probably didn't kill himself. Mm-hmm. And he, he did a... The Floyd family brought him in to do an autopsy. He, it's funny, he actually works for Fox News. He's been a, a medical correspondent for Fox News for about 15 years. Wow. I forget the guy's name. But he said... Shill. Yeah, yeah he's, he, he died Dr. due to association. Mm. And uh, since we've last recorded, Derek Chauvin, the police officer who knelt on Floyd's neck for over eight minutes was arrested for third-degree murder and manslaughter. Uh, none of the other three police officers have been charged. And the country is burning the fuck down. Um, it feels like we're on the brink of civil war. You know, Yeah, but I don't think... I don't, I'm going to play conspiracy guy here. Uh-huh. Uh, what if... Let's just play what ifs right now. Let's mm-hmm. just play like, fun conspiracy stuff. 
Oh, conspiracy corner. Because conspiracy corner. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to cops, I saw cops in a different light because of this guy, Mario. So we, we know about the, the fabled <laughs> mythic. We brought him up before. Uh, Mar- Mario. Uh, grumble, grumble, beard, long beard, you know, looks like uh, Hagrid. Um, or no. Was it Hagrid? I think it was Hagrid. Yeah, whatever. Uh, this guy was kind of like, he took me under his wing almost, you know, like, show me all this conspiracy stuff, you know. Uh, I think whenever lizard stuff came up, I, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but anyway, he, he would start talking about, like, the military militarization of uh, the police and all this stuff and i come from a police family and i see it as you said earlier off air was that the days of officer friendly are gone yeah officer friendly is dead um like the whole walking the beat you know that call like hey joey how are you you know tell your mom i said hi you know like that that whole thing and then he tips the hat to the lady you know mm-hmm. and he swings around his you know billy club and then <laughs> and he just walks around like that that just doesn't exist anymore they're not trained like that anymore they're just that just doesn't right that that doesn't exist we we do have cops making their own rules now and and the thing with that whole militarization thing is is that when it's when there's like somebody like obama uh in charge then you start to see Things like, oh, if those cops come around, you know, like I dare them try to take my guns, you know, all this stuff. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna do this, you know. Mm-hmm. Fuck them cops, you know, all this bullshit. Uh yeah, and then they'll they'll cry about tyranny. Yeah, but when Trump's in 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 charge, and stuff like this happens, then it's, you know, well, we gotta support our cops. They're the they're they're the ones that used to have the American flag when uh, upside down. When Obama was in office, yeah. but now if you put the American flag upside down now, it's you're a fucking, you know, you should be tried for treason. Yeah. And if Biden gets elected, it'll be the exact opposite again. Yeah. Right. The exact opposite. Right. So. I mean, when I, I look at that and I go, damn, dude, like I, I there are obviously are some conspiracy theories that I I think they're. That hold a lot of weight hold, yeah like, I, I think there's a little bit of um like i know you you're big on this the cohen protel i think a lot of that absolutely going on right now i've always been we yeah. uh there are a lot of white nationalist groups and uh just flat out anarchist groups that are trying to use this to disrupt the status quo disrupt the government i think they're doing that I, I, did i say that earlier not on not on the air so i think that that's what they're doing with the no i did i think i started it out oh, okay with that yeah but I, I, i'll say it again if i didn't i think that that's what they're doing with the um removing the black lives matter hashtag oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i don't think you brought up specifically come protel but, but i believe that that's it. part of it i believe it's a tactic yeah that's being that's being used either by um and obviously there are people who are riding who aren't white nationalists or right wingers of course but, but because they get them, they the, get riled up yeah and there's a lot of them that are um like there's a guy in i think it was nashville somewhere in tennessee that got arrested Burned down an old courthouse, like this old, like vintage historical courthouse. Mm-hmm. And he's a 25 year old white guy. They've shown pictures of him. He has a tattoo on his arm. It's like a, it's three lines, and it's this thing called the three percenters. The three percenters, yeah, yeah I know it's what like they are. a yeah, it's like a white nationalist, uh, super libertarian, anti government group. Yeah. And so yeah, there's a lot of a uh, lot of shit like that going on. And I don't like it. look, look, I don't like it from either side. I don't like. I don't think we need violence. Um, in a perfect world it wouldn't be happening yeah 
I, I don't perfect want, world, you wouldn't I, have to protest. I don't want it. I like history. I don't want to see old courthouses, whether or not they're, you know. Okay, so I love turn-of-the-century ice cream places. Mm-hmm. And there's one in Philly called Franklin Fountain. Um, there was a black lady freaking out on Instagram because black uh, Franklin Fountain was like donating to Black Lives Matter. Right. And they were like, tell me why on your 2013 menu you had like a Sunday or whatever it was called the Southern Sympathizer. And it was like, tell me why Shane, because they, they also own a uh, candy store uh, called Shane Confectionery. Shane Candies are the ones that like in Philly that would do the um, Irish potatoes. Okay. Like my family would get those every year. Um, and they bought Shane Confectionery, and it was like, tell me why, if you go into Shane, what, when you used to go into Shane Confectionery, they would have artwork de- depicting uh, slavery. And I'm like, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, ha- I don't have the answer for that. And I hope that they don't have it up anymore. Right. And I hope that when they, you know, that the reason why it was there is because they bought it, it was like that, and then they took it down. Yeah. Is what I would like to hope. I would like to hope that they grow as as people and a business like we're gonna i'm gonna use a word here that's not pc at all sure uh but i'm just gonna describe because this is what the place was called there was a cheesesteak place in philly oh, called chinks called chinks yeah. yeah yeah yeah. and it was because the owner was a fat kid yeah and his eyes looked like they were you know had by more- the way black people use this too they would say chinky eyed for smoking weed you get chinky eyed right when they smoke weed and their eyes get closed black people use it too and right it's wrong it's I- wrong no matter who's saying it Right, but that, I, I saw today. I'm in a I'm in a thing. It's this girl stream on Meet Me, plug and Meet Me again. Uh, whatever. I didn't talk to her for like a week. Issues, whatever. It's bullshit. Decided to kind of you know wash my hands of that uh, of the bullshit of the drama. You know, water under the bridge. Hanging out. We we actually hung out for like an hour last night talking. I go into her stream today, and um, she was talking about going to the bathroom. And somebody was like, yeah, you had a drop. Basically, they used the whole dropping the Cosby kids off at the pool thing. Right. But he said inner city kids at the at the pool. And I go, wow, that's racist. And he's like, well, yeah, doll, no shit. Yeah. Why do people think that's okay? It's like, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm staring at her. I'm like, it's 2020. Yeah. Like, you know what's going on in the world right now. I was a little fucking upset that she didn't say anything. Yeah, I would be too. Because what you know what i mean like what do you do with this but see somebody else would say well she should have fucking kicked him out i i agree i think she should have but that's her friend that comes around every single day get better friends that's not how shit works you know that's not how it works you can't just go so so now let's just say i just i make a racist remark what are you gonna do say well you know what you're off the show we're not doing it anymore you're gonna you're gonna sweep things that you're gonna sweep it under the rug and hope that i don't say something like that again well, I would, I would definitely wouldn't want to put it on air, like no, right? Yeah. But, but I'm saying, I'm saying, like, even if it was just not on the show, and I yeah, said I'd something like that, like I'd that. be like, that's fucked up. I, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't just let it slide. Be like, yeah, that's fucked up. You shouldn't say that. I think some people, when when it comes to like friends and family, like they just, they're not going to do it. They're not going to get rid of their friend. Um. I think that if it's just somebody that I just just fuck with, right. like like I'm not really close with them, mm-hmm. and they say some shit like that, they're they're gone. If it's somebody that I'm close with, I'm gonna talk to them. Right. We're gonna have dialogue. If this person, the the, the excuse now, I didn't see it from her, but I've seen it lately. Like, look, these people are grown people. 
They say what they want. And I'm like, but you're also choosing to now be friends with, you know, we have a mutual friend who, who has used that excuse. Like, oh, I have friends that are Trump supporters and all. And I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? You know what they do. You know what they're about. Yeah. You know what they're doing. Why could you, you know, I have a friend that's a, like, a Nazi, you know, look, great guy, loving father, you know, loving yeah. father, works hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's not perfect, but, you know, I'm just saying, look, might gas a few Jews a day or whatever. Hard work. I have a friend, you know, he's, he's a rapist. Yeah. <laughs> he likes to rape women. Rape. <laughs> Norm McDonald. Yeah, but yeah, right? like no, you can't say that's not okay. You can't do no, that. You can't do that. You can't be you that. Can't do that. You you have to. You do. You, and then, oh, that's a crime. It's a crime. You can't be okay. Well, uh, yeah, but it's it's, and it's, it's, it's a it, more extreme. It's this girl's birthday. I I I'm not because I would be the troublemaker. I would be the troublemaker if I was like, yo, you want to fucking do something about your boy here? Yeah. Like, do you understand what's happening right now in the fucking world? Do you see what's happening? And it's dudes that are making racist fucking jokes, yeah. like some some white dude from Australia. Oh, that explains it. Oh, they're very racist. That was another thing I saw. That this was amazing. Uh, it, Sorry, Australian people, but you're fucking racist. There shit. was the thing where Trump did his big press conference uh, in D.C. yesterday. Uh, he did a. It, it is classic Trump where he's standing in front of a, like a church and he's holding a Bible up in the air because look at me and my Bible. And so he walked from the White House to this church, and there were protesters outside the White House, and I think it was at, like, I think it was, like, 5.30, 5.45, I might have the time wrong, it might have been a little bit later than that, whatever it was. It was, like, 30 minutes before they were like, look, at this time, there's gonna be a curfew, and if you don't get out of here, we're gonna shoot tear gas at you, and you know, disperse you. And so the, the people are there protesting, and all of a sudden, like, a half hour before they're supposed to disperse, here comes the fucking tear gas, because Trump needed a photo op, so he needed the, cle the area cleared out. So he could walk over and do his little speech with his Bible. And one of the things in there is there's this Australian reporter doing a live remote to a morning show in Australia. And all of a sudden she's like, oh, my God, we're being shot. Uh, and it was with tear gas. It wasn't like with a, with a bullet bullet. Right, but yeah. like it's like literally during this live remote that she's doing from the White House. Look, she's being shot at this type of shit. Like I said, I would see it when I would I would watch all this conspiracy stuff back in the day because we were talking doing a little conspiracy corner here. And I forget, honestly, initially where I was going because, I, you know, I go on tangents and I go, go off the fucking I, I, I detour. I detour a lot. Um, but I but I do know that um, when I was uh when I was really into the conspiracy stuff years ago, uh, I would watch, I think it was like the G2 summit or something like that. G2, G8, I think there's been a few of them. Yeah, there was like the, whatever the summit thing is that they had in, it was like Pittsburgh. And there was these people like. I know there's one in Seattle too. No, there's, this one was, this particular oh, okay. one was in uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And there were these peaceful people playing guitar and just standing there and singing, happy, smiling, playing guitar. And they came in and they started hitting them with these fucking like uh, sound wave fucking. They had these trucks. They looked like ice cream trucks. And they had these like speaker things on them. Mm -hmm. And they were just like making people's ears bleed. They started fucking hitting them with mace, hitting them with all kinds of shit. And there, there was no need for that. They've been using those trucks in Philly and they've been using them to play sounds of explosions. So people inside think that there's explosions going off outside and they're afraid to come out of their house. Yeah. I mean. Like, people have heard, like, the same explosions Imagine. every night at the same time. 
how, how do you think how do you think people that are Vietnam vets are you know where are these white people today? Well, they want to say, hold on, stop. The right doesn't really care about the troops; they just pretend to. So you can't really go by that. I, I can. I can go by it because they want to say it all the time. So so let's say it. How come you're not fucking sitting there saying, hey, you know, because you're so worried about uh, 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 fireworks on the 4th of July. You're so worried about the fucking vets then and Memorial Day. You're so worried about the vets then. How come you're not worried about the vets during this shit? Yeah, I agree. Because when it comes to if it's if it's against, you know, white people, then it matters. If, it, if it's if it's against black people, it doesn't matter. And that is what this whole protest is about. Yeah. I mean, like, when, with the whole G2 thing, somebody like Mario is completely against. Um, Is it a globalism thing? Was that what that was? Like a one world government or something? It may have been. Yeah. Because I know he's totally against, like, a one world government. Um, I don't remember what it was exactly. But. But like I said, now that it's, you know, it's changed. He's he was against evil money and tyranny mm-hmm. and everything that he stands for today. Yeah, because uh, he's a big Trump guy. And he's a big Trump guy. Yeah, It's funny because whenever people bring up conspiracies, it's one of the people that's involved with um, the cabinet. It's either Wilbur Ross. I think it's Wilbur Ross. It might be Steve Mnuchin. It's either one of those i think wilbur ross is like the secretary of labor mnuchin's the secretary of the treasury and might have those mixed up yeah one of those two uh they spent most of their career they're a finance guy they spent it at rothschild investments right <laughs> 30 years there and now they're in the cabinet yeah um, and that's a big thing for conspiracy people right yeah this dude this fucking dude his name was his he had a few different screen names like i hate uh or no uh i hate a-holes and another one was Evil Money, and he had websites dedicated to uh, the Rothschilds and the um, you know Bilderberg Group and all this stuff, uh, Bohemian Grove, um, and how yeah, I infiltrated Bohemian Grove, murder pills. I know it was a separate thing, but there was you know. a thing on Infowars that a lot of people are showing, and I guess these looters like oh, hold on, because. Uh, so yeah, so he, he he's completely against all this stuff. He's against his name was I hate a holes because he didn't like you know a holes. He doesn't like a holes, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't like everything that he's against is what Trump is. Yeah, but now he loves it because it's Trump. Yep, and because Trump shares the same sentiment as him about black people. Right, because this dude was a racist, and I would always say that I'm like, how can you? Because it was. Cops are kind of the same thing then. We knew cops were racist then. Right. So, but because, any you know, things were kind of going against like biker types mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. So now they're being left alone. So it's fine. And they support cops too. Like you start seeing all these like bikers for cops. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. It's like. Think back to the Mudman episode we did and then think for bikers for cops. Yeah. Nuts. Because the cops are on their fucking side because there are bikers that are becoming cops yeah you know it's a it's a different type there's just lots of i think i think that there was a lot of racism there but i think that the racism back in the 1950s and 60s is is a bit different that are, there was real racism then obviously with cops and i think there's even more like you you think that we should be more progressive today in 2020 right that makes me think that they're even more racist today because if they're that racist today in 2020 what the fuck would they have been back then they would have been slaughtering black people and they were, it's just you didn't see it. Like, they, they said, it's so funny, they're like, 
I saw things somewhere today or yesterday, and it was like, the cell phone camera has done more to protect black people than any law or anything like that, because now you can't hide it. You can't hide it. How but, many but, George Floyds were there? There wasn't somebody with a camera right there. How many? See, it's a, it's a tough thing. Seven. Probably that or more. Um, I don't know. You just asked, and I, and I don't know if there's... That was a rhetorical question. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know, though, because there are lots of cameras today, and they're still getting away with shit, so... Not as much, though. I disagree. Like, it's getting called out more. And I think it's that's getting called out, but they're still getting away with it. They're yeah. still getting away with it. And that's yeah. that's what's you know, that's why they're doing it. That's why they're still doing it. Because listen, as a cop, you would think, hey, I shouldn't put my fucking knee on this dude's neck. I might kill him. Right. Right. Especially after the fucking Eric Garner thing and, and uh, uh, all the other people that you know, I can't fucking remember all the names right now. Um, like that that 18 year old kid who. Oh gosh, what was his name? The one that was like in the car, like that's Tamir Rice. And there, there's no, so many of them. No, it's like a bigger, like he was a big boy. He was like a hoss. I, I know Philando Castile, but he was an older guy. No, no. Yeah, like, I know you're talking. Yeah, about I that. can't think of his damn name. Um, which is yeah, because they get swept under the rug. Because because these cops aren't being held accountable. Mm-hmm. They're fucking. They're being. They'll get like fired, or uh, they'll be. Put administrative them. leave yeah that's, that's uh, the paid, one. paid leave paid administrative leave yeah oh we'll we'll handle it internally we're gonna sure we're gonna police will. ourselves and that's all that old question who watches the watchman that that's that old that's what that right that I, get, yeah, I get what it means yeah uh but yeah so the, the two things i was kind of uh like circle back around on sure. uh info wars the, info there's wars. this thing yeah. where it was in Austin. It was in Austin, Texas, where the, these Infowars captured this video of these looters who, like, took all these homeless, this homeless guy's stuff and, like, he had this mattress and they burned his mattress and shit like that. And a lot of people think Infowars did it. Like, like the, the guy was a real homeless guy and somebody really burned his mattress, but they think Infowars did it. Well, I, I would see that before. There was there were videos of, of um, what's his name from Infowars? Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Where he would show up to these things, and there, like, there were like behind the scenes videos that other people were showing. Are like, look, this is what he's really doing, right? And it was like a lot of co uh, co and protel stuff, mm-hmm. and um, that's what I was like at first. I was like, yo, this dude's a fucking gimmick. Yeah, like he's not just a gimmick, but he's like, I, like I don't, know. I don't know, man. It's 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 tough. It's fucking phony. It's it's a scary fucking world we live in. Yeah. I wonder how much of it's real though. I know you know you know you know people are gonna go back to conspiracy corner like stuff from the very beginning. I think that that's what I I wanted to say. How many people do you think think that um uh, Jeffrey Epstein is still alive? There's a lot. Oh, they, I'm sure there yeah. are. Yeah. I wonder if there are people that think that George Floyd's alive, that he was never actually killed. It's possible. That it's just like. You We're know, gonna do this to yeah. To ch- it's possible people think that. I'm sure somebody somewhere thinks it. Uh, the other thing I wanted to dial way back, going way back here, was uh, the the the, ch- the steak shop in Philly, Chink Steaks. Chinks, yeah. Uh, they somebody bought it uh, like um, maybe five, ten years ago, maybe a little more. I don't know exactly when they changed the name, and people got mad. People got mad that they changed the name from this horribly racist name to because I don't think it's I don't think that they think it's a horribly racist name. Yeah. But you're like, I think that that's coming also from like as a white dude, you're like, oh, my God, it's horribly racist. Like, 
where they're probably like, yeah, like calm down, cupcake. Like no, people aren't really that upset about it, but except for white people that are like, that's so awful, that's so bad, and that you know. If, but on the on the obverse, if if a black person came up with a place called Crackers, you know, right, people will get mad. Who? A lot of a lot of people will get mad. Who? Uh, a lot of white people will get mad. What kind of white people would get mad? Uh, crackers, most likely. Like, who gets mad at Karens? Karens get mad at Karens. Well, it's because we know who we're talking about. It's a racist term. Right. So if you opened a store called Karens, and it was like a theme restaurant where you had to talk to the manager for everything, people would think that's racist. Yeah. I would laugh. Right. I think, you know, I think... The whole, but if you're a Karen, you would probably think it's racist. The whole chink, yeah, the chinks thing is. I'm not saying that they shouldn't do it. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I think it was. A good I think move to I, I think it's always funny though that it's just it's just the white people that are really offended by it. I'm sure some Asians weren't happy I'm about sure, it. I'm sure it depends that on the person. Yeah, I'm sure there was, but I haven't heard it. I've only heard it from white people. So it's usually, any time, any any outcry of racism, uh, or you know, about racism, it's, it's coming from white people. You know, it's typically like a white like college girl. That's really offended by something because mm-hmm. they're super offended by everything, you know, and maybe they should be. Maybe they should be. Maybe maybe they're the ones that have the, the most balls to stand up to it, because I guarantee you somebody like my mom who knew chinks growing up the store. Right. Um, I'm sure somebody like that would be like, oh, that's a disgrace that they had to change the name. Like, it's a disgrace that they had the name. Exactly. Then again. Be- okay. So real quick, funny story, not funny story. It's not funny. It's just there is my mom was talking about. So uh, she was talking with someone one day. She got a big argument. OK. Mm-hmm. And my mom's whole thing is it ends up. Yeah, they're fucking assholes. They're fucking assholes. Not really realizing that she's the asshole in this in right. this situation because it's the way they were raised. We re- we grew up on Second Street in South Philly. There was one particular uh, actually two particular stores that that are that i'm going to talk about real quick one was called jew paul's mm-hmm. it wasn't really called jew paul's it was called like izzy's or something like that but but they called it jew paul's right because everybody had a nickname that's just what you did back then that's what you did mm-hmm. you could say it's wrong all you want but that's just what they did and, you know and there was another one called junkie annie's obviously it wasn't really called junkie annie's but that's what they called it one day the- taste of pretzels there one day, this is going back like you know, it was, uh, they sold like baby stuff, like strollers and cribs and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, some somewhere within like the last ten years, I'm thinking, my mom's talking to somebody on, and they're like, "Oh yeah, do you remember so and so from Junkie Annie's?" And they were like, "That was my, that was my aunt's, and I would appreciate if you didn't call it Junkie Annie's." And you know, they're like, "Well, that's what we called it," you know, like that's, and then or, I think it was the Junkie Annie's thing, or. Or Drew Paul's, and it was like, but that's what we called it, and that's literally what they called it. Like, I knew Drew Paul's as Drew Paul's growing up because that's what everybody else called it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I didn't know what the name... Mike Barber, Richie the Barber, okay? Richie the Barber, we say we're going to Richie's. Right. Richie, we just thought it was called Richie the fucking Barber's. It was called Ultimate Creations. One day I got a business, his business card, and I go, it's Ultimate Creations. He was <laughs> Wasn't like, that the thing the Ultimate Warrior had? I, I'm pretty sure that's what he called his thing in the 90s. Oh really? Yeah, like Richie's comic book and stuff. Richie should have fucking sued him. He should have, yeah. Um, yeah, it was called like Ultimate Creations, and 
I was like, what's that? He's like, it's my barbershop. I'm like, I thought it was just called Richie the Barber. Yeah. <laughs> just because that's what you called it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all you fucking know. And as a kid, that's what you call it. Is it right? No. When you step back and you go, yeah, we probably should have called you. We probably shouldn't have called it Jew Pauls. Right. Well, he was a Jew. His name is Paul. And he was the only, like, probably the only Jewish dude that owned the store. Right. You know, that's just what they call it. You know, like, it's not right. But I don't know if Jew uh, I'm calling him Jew Paul because that's what we fucking called him. I don't know if Paul was really offended by that. Maybe he was offended, but you know, but I don't know that he was because I never heard him being offended by it. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough. It's a it's a weird thing. So like when when you go back to Chinks, that's what they fucking called it growing up. And so of course, if you know something for fifty years, you know, if you know something like for fi- right. like that, it was called that for fifty years. It's chinks. You know chinks your whole fucking life. And all of a sudden they're changing it because somebody's somebody's like, I'm offended by that. That's why people get, you know, upset about, you know, people on the left, like, oh look, they're coming and they're ruining, they're ruining the fun. And it's like I could see why somebody's like bothered by it, but I could also step back and go, you know what? It doesn't really matter that you're that fucking upset about it. Of course. Yeah. Because it is a fucking uh, offensive name. Right. And it's a store. Right. They're not changing the name of the city. It's a store. I mean, so then, like, they should change the name to the from the Fighting Irish to something else. And from the Redskins, right? I but, agree. But yeah. then but then, so some people are like, it's not really that big of a deal. Because it's been the Redskins, you know, they're not like, hey, let's go out and kill native american people it's like it's just a nickname it's in just fact, the, uh the redskins just like the 49ers like the, those tweets with the black image just a plain black image yeah i think every nfl team put them out there and the two teams that got shit for it were the 49ers because of kaepernick and the washington redskins because of their name because of their name yeah i think that they people should stop giving other people shit like 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 i said earlier that lady with franklin fountain like I'm like, you're giving Franklin Fountain shit. They're donating to Black Lives Matter. Whether or not you think, you know, like you you take issue with what their Sunday was called or or what the fucking what picture they had on their wall. Right. They're donating to Black Lives Matter. Like, what if now they go, all right, fine, fuck you. And they they they're like, I'm not fucking donating to Black Lives Matter because you you're because now you're you're fighting the wrong fucking fight. This is you should be fighting against cops, not against a fucking, you know, candy company or a, a ice cream place that is donating to Black Lives Matter because right. they had a Sunday called the Southern Sympathizer, which, I mean, I would like to know why they had it. Yeah. I'd like to know why they had it, but let's have some discourse. Let's not start going, you know, fuck you. Why did you have that? It's never going to, it's, it, you're only going to rally people. And I mean, I think that they should continue to support Black Lives Matter, personally. Yeah, yeah. It would be weird to do it just out of spite to not... If you if you really believe in the movement... Yeah, then you can't, then, you can't just yeah, like... Yeah, I wouldn't stop believing in the movement out of spite because you're mad at somebody. Yeah. I would, but, you know, because I'm petty as fuck. So anyway, let's get back to the show. Uh, see, uh, this is just one other thing about it. This is a um, uh, this is our kind of This Week in Murder story. And, and this is just a straight-up article. I took it from the Associated Press. Uh, it's a story by Bruce Schrenner and Sophia Tolp. Louisville barbecue restaurant owner unarmed, shot and killed by police. Uh, this happened during one of the protests slash riots, I guess, in uh, in Louisville, which um, is kind of been a big epicenter for everything. 
because of the EMT. We covered the story of the EMT that was shot when they were serving a warrant on her house because somebody had okay. sent a package yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. 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 Um, th- um, but yeah, here, riot police firing tear gas scattered a protest crowd from a downtown Louisville square Monday night, hours after the firing of the city's police chief and the uproar over the early morning shooting death of a popular restaurant owner by security forces. David McAtee, the owner of a barbecue spot who was known for offering meals to police officers, died while police and National Guard soldiers were enforcing a curfew early Monday amid waves of protests over a previous shooting in Kentucky's largest city. Police said they were responding to gunfire from a crowd. Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher announced the firing of Police Chief Steve Conrad at the news conference Monday. He said officers involved in the shooting failed to activate body cameras at the chaotic scene. Authorities had sought footage for their investigation after Kentucky's governor demanded the release of the police video. Quote, this type of institutional failure will not be tolerated, Fisher said. Accordingly, I have relieved Steve Conrad of his duties as chief of Louisville Metro Police Department. Governor Andy Bashir later called the lack of body camera footage unacceptable. Quote, this is the entire reason that we have those cameras, the Democratic governor said of the state capitol in Frankfurt. So, yeah, the basic story here, I think this guy was working. I think he was making food in his restaurant. And the cops are, maybe they're returning fire. Maybe somebody threw something at him and they took a shot at them. Who knows what really happened? Because the cops didn't have their fucking body cameras on like they should have. So you're only going by their word and they lie. Um... So this guy, totally innocent, not armed at all, got shot. And I remember reading about this on Twitter. They left his body there for hours. His body was just laying there for hours before somebody came to to take it in. And yeah, this is a guy who owned a business, business owner, black man, and used to give the cops free food, and he got fucking shot. Because he's a black man. Now, had you said white man... See, I was confused right now. Mm -hmm. I was confused. You said... He, there's, there's a guy that used to, you know, feed the police, right? Yeah. And a small business owner. Yes. You're, you're checking. Now, there's two boxes checked that white people love. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, why why aren't... And then you said black bag. Oh, that's why. Yep. And, oh, that's and, why they are not up in arms about it. And again, this is why you have what's going on. Because white people still hate black people today. They're yeah. still fucking racist. racism is if you yeah. support Donald Trump in 2020, you're racist. I agree. You're fucking I racist. Agree. If you support Donald Trump, you are racist. If you see what's going on and you support the police, you're racist. I don't give a fuck if you're black. You're racist. You hate your own people. If you're white, you're racist. You hate their people. You're racist. You're racist. You're racist. And you go, oh, you just uh, racist. You're racist because you support them and they kill black people. That's racism. You're racist. Donald Trump doesn't care about black people. Kanye. Does that make me Mike Myers? Have you heard about the snarkremark.shop? Well, if you've listened to this podcast before, then of course you have. But let me tell you again. The Snark Remark is an Etsy shop offering buttons, lapel pins, magnets, vinyl decals, and more. The most popular item is the custom lapel pin with your face on it for $9.99. They even have digital protest signs you can download and print yourself in minutes. Well, who was in charge of such a fine establishment, you may ask? Well, that would be my pal Tate. She's been my go-to artist for years. She's reliable, easy to work with, and has a five-star average on Etsy to back it up. At promo code MMD10 for an additional 10% off. The snarkremark.shop. Give snark, get laughs. 
All right, so what do you say we lighten the mood a little bit by talking about another hate crime? Oh yeah, that that WWF group from the from the nineties with Kurgan and the that was the Jack Truth Commission. Uh, this is not the Truth Commission. This is going to be about the AIDS Commission. Uh, I didn't like that faction. No, no, that was Pedro Zamora and this was Arthur right. Ashe. This is Tommy uh, the, Morrison. This was before Pedro Zamora. This is like pre-roll. We're going to the early nineties here. Okay. Um, and I am not dying of AIDS. I'm living with it. Do you remember when he would say that? Yeah, yeah. So we're um we're gonna try to get a. And little then he bit. died of it. It was like you were you were wrong, Pedro. Yeah, he did die of it. You were fucking wrong. Well, you... at that time he was living with it. And then he died of it. So he was right for a little bit, and then he was wrong. He mm. was still fucking dying of yeah. it. Just takes its. He was just, he was trying to say something poignant. Yeah, right. And then he died of it. So it was like you're wrong. Yes, he, he he wound up dying of AIDS. You know who's living with it? Magic Johnson. Yeah, and and one of the people in our story. Uh, so let's 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 hop right to it. No, no, and Tommy Morrison was also living with it for a while. Yeah. They uh, say that uh, Tommy Morrison, Charlie Sheen, Char- people. Yeah, uh, but Tommy Morrison. He, he that that was a weird one because they say that he found out that he was positive something like 1989. Oh wow! Yeah. Before he even did the Rocky movie. Oh, yeah. So he was most likely HIV positive when he was doing Rocky. And they, uh, people think that when he died, like, he had full-blown AIDS. Oh, wow. Yeah. You would have thought they would have done, like, I guess they didn't test for that when they would have, like, boxing matches. They did, but he used... Um, oh, yeah. I think that's, I heard- that's why he stopped boxing for a while, because he said that he was afraid of needles. And then they threatened to take his license away. And then they found out that he was, uh, that he was positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I think like when he fought Lennox Lewis, he, um, I, I don't know. I don't know what was going on at that point. Cause he was saying that he, he never had it right. and all this stuff, but, and his, his, whoever, his significant other, when he died was saying that she believes that he didn't have it at all. Um, but they're saying it was like they're saying otherwise like doctors or whatever whoever heavyweight boxing was so much more fun back but you had so many names you were you had like tommy morrison you had he was Mike a fucking Tyson, knockout artist Field, too you had carl the truth williams yeah. you had razor ruddick they they were trying to put uh morrison versus tyson that was like a, a big i think i remember hearing about that being that was a big fight that they wanted to do because tommy morrison came out like a like an animal he was just knocking people out he was a fucking he was like fighting uh, Tyson's old opponents, um, but uh, then something happened and he like lost. Yeah, I think he lost to Carl Williams. I think that was like the big loss for him. Yeah, I think he fought Holyfield too. I know, I know Holyfield beat him. I know he, he fought. Uh, he fought um, Lennox Lewis too. Do you know uh, the first guy who, who in a, uh, whoever in a heavyweight fight knocked Holyfield off his feet? You know where he was from? Where Sharon Hill, Pennsylvania. Oh, really? Smoking Burt Cooper. Burt Cooper. Burt Cooper. He fought at Holyfield on HBO. He just died, didn't he? Yeah, he died a couple years ago. He knocked Holyfield down, but Holyfield won the fight. Wow. Uh, so that has nothing to do with what we're doing here. Um, I just think boxing is so fucking interesting. It is. We should do a boxing, some kind of boxing thing next week. Well, I, I want to just do like Pride stuff for this month since we're in Pride Month. But yeah, maybe in July we'll, we'll do some kind of boxing episode. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, it is all Pride this week, uh, this month, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, today is the second of June. This will be going out out on the fourth of June. So all month, I think next week we might be doing like Eileen Warnos or maybe Andrew Cunanan, um, something like that. 
And we'll see. That, and, uh, that was the um, uh, Johnny Versace yeah. dude, right? He was a... The, that case was the first time I ever heard the term spree killer. Like, he wasn't okay. a serial killer. He was yeah. a spree killer. I thought... Did we not cover him? No, we didn't cover him. Huh. Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, we're, we're going to try to get into a more n- normal pattern here. We did more very politically charged stuff in the beginning. But we're not going too far away as far as geography here. Yeah. This case comes from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. And and we're in the summer of 1991, nearly 30 years ago. That becomes important in the context of our story here for two reasons. First reason being op- uh, first reason AIDS. That's why this is about the AIDS Commission. AIDS was a scary a scarier thing in in 1991. And it's not about the wrestling. No, it's not about the Truth Commission. It's about the AIDS Commission. If Chris Benoit led it, would it be the Tooth Commission? It would be the Toothless Commission. That's right. Yeah, it wouldn't have been. Or it would have been, yeah. If Isaac Yankum led it, it would be the Tooth Commission. Or now Britt Baker. Britt Baker, yeah. Um, But no, this is about the AIDS Commission. And AIDS was a scary thing. Like, 1991 was still the idea of is AIDS is a death sentence. That was the idea. Who's the, the the first person you ever heard of with AIDS or knew about it? So for me, it had to be either like Rock Hudson or Arthur Ashe. I think it was Arthur Ashe. It might have been Arthur Ashe for me or who was that artist? Keith? I forget his name. Keith. I don't know. And then the big one for me was Magic Johnson, but I had no one AIDS uh, was at that point. Freddie Mercury. I don't remember that. I don't... Really? Yeah. What? I don't oh. I, when did he, Mark, die? he died like in the like 92 or something like that. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that far along. Yeah. Um, yeah, something like that. Like 92, 91, 92. Was it 92 around the time Magic Johnson found out he had AIDS? Yeah, it was some, somewhere yeah. around that too. Yeah. Because I remember being, I remember where I was when I heard that. I was, um, I had tonsillitis. I actually had to get my tonsils taken out. Yeah. I was at my ears, nose, and throat doctor in the waiting room when the press conference came on saying Magic Johnson's dead. He has AIDS. Or not just dead. I'm an idiot. Magic Johnson is retiring from basketball, still very much alive, still a very successful businessman. Freddie Mercury died in 1991. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I remember hearing about the Magic Johnson thing. I, I forget. You know where he's from? Zanzibar. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. But yeah, so what we're getting at is in 91, this is when you know, Freddie Mercury died, this is when this is happening. AIDS was a lot scarier than it is now. Obviously, HIV is still a thing. It's still Absolutely, yeah. Well, that's with. what I'm saying, because, because thinking about it then, it was like... You know, it was a big deal. Like Arthur, Arthur Ashe, I remember dying around that uh, mm-hmm. in, in the 90s that my uncle had AIDS. Right. So, I, you know, like, did you ever meet anybody with AIDS? Uh, I may have. Not that I know. Not, not well, we all may mind. have, like, not, yeah. not knowing. I'm talking about knowingly. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, my uncle had it. My dad's brother. He died of it in 1995. I think he can. They said he contracted it. Uh, Keith Haring is what I'm talking about. That is the first guy. He's an artist. Uh, he would do like very. Oh yeah, he fought things. Brock Lesnar. That was Keith Haring. Hmm. He would do like very colorful like p- p- paintings and pictures. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Um, I know the. Yeah, I know the that that artwork. Yeah, it's really cool. There's it was on a lot of T-shirts, but I don't know that Stop AIDS one. Uh, yeah, there's I, another one that he did. Uh, what's his I name? Think he was involved with Act Up. Keith Haring. And I remember, I think it was in first grade because in 1990 I would have been in first grade. And I think we talked about Keith Haring dying because he died around Haring, that time. H A R I N G. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think did he do something? Oh, he's from Reading. Oh wow. He's from right by where uh, where we live. He's from Reading. Holy shit. Crack is whack. Wow, man. I know his work. I definitely yeah. know his work. Yeah, he's the first. I think he's the first time. He's the first time that's um. He- he's the first time that I uh. 
wanted uh wanted to do more on that and or um what what are you doing you're reading something and trying to yeah i was trying to read at the same time uh, <laughs> i'm like what are you I'm saying reading, i'm reading about keith Haring. he was the first time that i heard about um i had heard about aids i think yeah uh I, I, oh dude his artwork is amazing i know his artwork i just know who you were talking about yeah and now i'm looking at it and i'm like whoa that dude yeah yeah his artwork's really but anyway my, my whole cool. point by bringing it up is that aids was a bigger deal then as far as it being considered a death sentence no yeah absolutely and being openly gay was more of a hazard than it is now i'm not going to pretend that gay people i'm not going to pretend that there's no homophobia in the world like obviously it's more acceptable to be gay now but it's not something that you know there's there's there is not equality there's not true equality for gay people and straight people right now but 30 years ago, nearly 30 years ago, 1991, it was a lot worse than it is now. Yeah. Um, and it was even more hazardous 21 years before that in 1970 when Joel Larson was born. Larson was a native of Des Moines, Iowa, and he had to grow up through a childhood full of torment and bullying. At first, he dealt with it because he had health problems, so he was a little more sickly than other kids. Uh, later, he was because he was gay. He persevered through it. He moved on to a bigger city, Minneapolis. He had a larger-than-life personality. He was very fashion-forward. He was very vibrant. He, um, and he thought that, you know, maybe moving to Minneapolis would be a better fit for him. But Minneapolis in the early 1990s was not a utopia for the LGBT community, not by a long shot. According to the Gay and Lesbian Community Action Council, uh, GL GLCAC, we'll be hearing about them a lot later, the city of Minneapolis saw hundreds of hate crimes each year around that time toward gay people, including over a dozen murders of gay men in five years. Loring Park, a large open space in central Minneapolis, saw more than its fair share of violence. And Loring Park uh, was also a popular gathering place for the LGBT, LGBT community. Uh, I, I hope by the end of the month I can say that a lot more clearly. Uh, spoiler alert, mm -hmm. you won't be able to. Probably not. Probably not. And it was also like a cruising spot, like gay Gay men would and women, I would assume, would meet there to hook up. So Loring Park had that reputation as well. And on July 31st, 1991, about seven months after moving to the city, Joel Larson fell victim to that pattern of violence. Joel lived near Loring Park. He frequented, frequented the area. He would go cruising there on occasion. And Loring Park had seen a rash of hate crimes in the months before, but this was the most heinous. Joel was shot twice in the back and killed while walking near a dandelion fountain. Joel's friends and, and family in Iowa mourned him, but for the most part, the rest of the world just saw it as another death in the gay community. Like, another gay person dying. It was another problem that it's was basically their like uh, today. Like, I was just another black guy. Yeah, exactly. Getting killed by the police. Uh, it's just another, you know, business as usual. Yeah, business as usual. Like, it's a gay problem. It's not our problem. It's yeah, their problem. Right, exactly. No, I, I agree. It's not, it's not right, but that's just yeah, that's how, how people the thinking view it. was. Yeah. And, and AIDS, for a lot of people, is the same thing. Oh, it's the gay disease. Like, Ronald Reagan ignored AIDS for years. And and it just festered and got worse until, you know, Rock Hudson died and, and Arthur Ashe died and all these other people died that may have been in the closet. So now it's out. And, uh, I Rock Hudson, I believe, was a good friend of Ronald Reagan. Wouldn't doubt it. They, they were no, in I think, I think uh, Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. He was a really good friend of his. But yeah, like, they, like AIDS was a gay problem and these uh, hate crimes were a gay problem. Nobody else was really too worried about it. And police even thought it was a robbery attempt. Joel's wallet was stolen. And they were like, okay, it was a robbery attempt. He tried to get away. He got shot. And then they stole his wallet. 
And a lot of people in the LGBT community thought different. They thought, no, this is a hate crime. Yeah. He got shot because he was gay. And what happened was 10 days later, another attack happened at another park. And it was this park that had an area that was a gay hotspot that was called Bear-Ass Beach. It was an unofficially a nude beach. A lot of gay people would go there and get naked and, and swim and you know do whatever. They would do whatever they would they they do. Don't they uh, have like a gay uh gay thing up in Long Island called Fire Island? Fire Island is I think a gay hotspot too, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And but yeah, Barris Beach was a gay nude beach and it was a home to attack on two gay men ten days after Joel was murdered. The first was a nineteen year old named Cord Drast, and he was wounded. He survived. And uh while police were tending to him, another man was being tended to by a bystander. Bystander came out, flagged down cops, he was covered in blood. He's like, help me, help me, because this other guy was in bad shape um real quick uh i just happened to google aids commission and i got this thing it's for the ghana aids commission right Uh uh-huh if you look at it why does this logo look like a fucking beer logo it does it definitely does because a lot of beer logos have stars in them like newcastle brown ale so kind of bird like an eagle yeah it's got like a green oval Mm-hmm. It literally looks like a fucking beer. It looks like it mix. Yeah, it makes between like, like almost yeah, like uh, Newcastle and like, like Dosecchi's or something. Yeah. The fuck, it's so weird. Yeah, it looks like a, a beer logo. Okay, back to the bystander. I, and the bystander was initially a suspect because they see this guy covering blood. Maybe he did it, but the, he was cleared. Eyewitnesses saw him in another part of the park at the time of the shooting. And despite the best efforts of the bystander, the man he was tending to did die of his injuries. He was later identified as a prominent politician, John C. Chenoweth. Chenoweth, uh, who was 48 at the time of his death, had spent most of the 1970s as a member of the Minnesota State House of Representatives in the State Senate before he resigned in 1979 to take a position as the executive director of the Minneapolis Municipal Employees Retirement Fund. And he had that job until 1990, but there was a lot of controversy around it. Chenoweth was accused of being overly risky with the investments he would make in that fund at best, or criminal at worst because of the way he ran the fund. And some people thought that his death was a professional hit from somebody who lost a lot of money because of that. But that didn't seem likely. Cops kind of really quickly dismissed the idea that this was a professional hit. The area where Chenoweth was killed was very poorly lit. And it was unlikely that the murderer had a clear sight on him and knew who he was. He didn't say, hey, that's John Chenoweth. Bang. Uh, so Chenoweth himself probably wasn't a specific target. Cord Drast was the passerby that was wounded and also shot. He wasn't related to Chenoweth. Uh, he wasn't killed either. Usually a professional hitman, if there's a witness, they're going to get rid of them and make sure they do. Right. Um, and the amount and placement of the shots uh, and one of the victims surviving, all that came together. And it made police think that Whoever did the shooting is not an experienced shooter. This is somebody that's not a hitman. So then they thought robbery again. And it didn't seem to fit the scene. Like Larson, like Joel Larson, John Chenoweth's wallet was taken, but Chenoweth was also wearing a very expensive Rolex that was left on his body. So it was. it, it seemed like whoever was doing this was taking the wallet just to make it look like a robbery. And the M.O. itself was very close to the Joel Larson shooting. Surprise attack, sloppy shooting, overall randomness. Uh, the victim was gay. John Chenoweth was a gay man, so was Cord Drast. And the victims were all in known gay hotspots. So they kind of put two and two together really quickly and got four. 
and said the same person probably did both these things. They were both also shot with a 38 caliber. Uh, they were both shot with a 38. So the similar murder weapons, uh, similar MOs. Uh, they, they definitely had it in their head that this was the same attacker in both cases. And so they wanted to look into this. Eyewitnesses did provide a sketch of the, uh, of the attacker. And police decided they wanted to go undercover. So they enlisted the help of a guy named Steven Berg. He was uh, a sergeant, I believe, at the time. He was something in the police department. He had just been an officer. And he wasn't 100% openly gay at the time. No one on the police force was an openly out gay person like we you would have now. Like, everybody, like it's an open thing. But everybody in the police force, most people in the police force knew he was gay. It was an open secret. And with hate crime so prevalent and homophobia in general being more widely acceptable... The gay community was very tight-knit. They were very reluctant to outsiders. So if a random undercover cop just showed up, the cop radar would just go off. And Steven Berg gave them an in that could allow police to gather more information that they sent him in and that they sent some outsider. He's like, his whole thing was, I wouldn't stand out at these places because I'd already been there. He'd already gone to gay bars. He'd already been in that scene. So people knew him. So he kind of started to do some work undercover. And uh, Berg's work, combined with some anonymous tipsters and other work by police, led to the arrest of a man who had been uh, suspected of robbing a popular gay bar in Minneapolis called The Saloon. He had a 38. He fit the description. He fit the all everything. So everybody thought that police got their man. Then, in early 1992, while this suspect was awaiting trial... Several news organizations and gay advocacy groups got a letter from a group calling themselves the AIDS Commission. The the six-page letter claimed responsibility for the murders and said they were being committed to, quote, send a message to the promiscuous, filthy gay community and that he was uh, this attacker was killing gay men to slow the spread of AIDS. Was it a hoax? Was it the real killer? We'll explore more after this. Hey, Anthony here from Tornado Tag Podcast. We cover everything from WWE, NXT, AEW, and also cover the local scene with shows like Outbreak, PPW, and much more. Tune in every Friday for news, our take on local shows, and a weekly topic. Search IWEP Network. That's IWEP Network on YouTube or your favorite podcast or music app. We'll see you then. Until then, support local wrestling. Hey, this is Jackson Wells. You know me for murder, my dude, but you may not know that I have a new nostalgia podcast. Talking Back is my new podcast where I'll talk about everything from bikes to trains to, well, you get it. We're going to be talking classic toys, cartoons, wrestling, games, and more. And it's not just me. I'll have a new guest on each week to reminisce about their childhood favorites. Make sure to visit ProjectHumanoid.com to figure out more about guests, the premiere date, and other information. And follow Talking Back Pod on Instagram as well. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-A-C-K-P-O-D on Instagram. Hey, Anthony here from Tornado Tag Podcast. We cover everything from WWE, NXT, AEW, and also cover the local scene with shows like Outbreak, PPW, and much more. Tune in every Friday for news, our take on local shows, and a weekly topic. Search IWEP Network. That's IWEP Network on YouTube or your favorite podcast or music app. 
We'll see you then. Until then, support local wrestling. We're back, and I'm I'm very, very truly sorry for that heavy-handed excuse for a cliffhanger I just did. So the key to determining uh, determining whether or not the AIDS Commission letter was the real thing wound up being Cord Drask, the survivor of the second shooting. While Drask told police that he was passing by when John Chenoweth was killed, the AIDS Commission letter said that the two were ambushed while they were having sex. Mm. Normally, that kind of inaccuracy would mean that the letter was a false confession, but in this case... Drast admitted to lying to police in his initial statement. The letter was true. They were having sex when the shooting happened. So this letter was almost definitely from the real killer. Because nobody knew that. Not even the cops. The only person who knew that that was alive was the killer in court dress. I've always said this about these cases. That th- like Some people, I think, are drawn to these type of cases because they, they, they love the murder aspect mm-hmm. of it. Right. I don't. I like the mystery. Aspect. I like the mystery aspect. I love I love solving who that that's why one of my favorite shows mm-hmm. is Reply All. Yeah. Uh the the show on uh, Gimlet Media. Mhm. Um Reply All is great. If you don't know what it is, it's uh, this is a plug for Reply All. <laughs> I know Excuse we me. talked about that one they did about the uh the song the guy couldn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. They did a very similar one. And then there, there there was well the, the first one that that I ever uh found or heard from them was there's a picture of a dude sitting on a bed with these two girls right and basically it was like they want to know like who the fuck is this dude like, like this like just very average looking dude and two like pretty girls right yeah That's like for, for for that time it was yeah. like it was kind of like a almost like a metalhead looking type dude like a or dude with like long hair at least and right and you know that should not be like just chilling but but it wasn't even that it was just like they he they just wanted to know what the fuck this picture is like right. like who is it, who is the dude they just wanted to find out what they could about this picture, and they they find like they finally track whatever they can down yeah because then it comes out that he's dead and then they, and they 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 meet up with a, a a person at a bar yeah they get this lead and then they go to a bar mm-hmm. and then they and the guys like uh yeah that's so and so and yeah he died. Right. And they're like what what the fuck but then they find out that he didn't die right and the dude was just kind of throwing people off. Uh, you know, off their trail because they were protecting their friend, right, or whatever. And, and then this they, all happened where we grew up. This is all in Delaware County. In Delaware County, yeah, yeah. Uh, so fucking interesting. And I was like, when I do, when I listened to that episode, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. It was a really good episode. Yeah. Like, this is the coolest fucking. But then, then they hit me with like five other episodes that were just as good. There was the one with like the packages and some like fucking yeah. business in Jersey. Mm-hmm. There was like the, yeah, the, the one with the fucking the song, the song, the guy couldn't remember, but they, they had him like recreated everything. And then they finally found the guy. They found the real, and then they found the real song. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. The premise of the show is it's going to basically solve the internet solve, questions. Solve the internet. Yeah. Solve, solve the mysteries of the internet. If you, if you ever have something that you're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. They will probably be able to fucking solve it. Yeah. The they least- are, by the way, mm-hmm. I will forever be indebted to them in a sense because they are part of the reason why we exist. Yeah. Because of that episode of them solving stuff kind of pushed for us to come up, create the the thing with the, the fake show murder, my dude, where the, and then where the two guys are armchair de- something out yeah yeah armchair detectives and then they get hired to find this girl that's the story we came up for this thing that we we haven't done yet um and it will be done it will be done but but because of that because of of, of reply all 
you get the fake show, which then we were like, why don't we just turn that into a real show? Yeah. Let's just turn it into a real show. Let's just let's take those characters. And, and so now we have to change that shows uh, the characters in the show to something else. Right. right. Well, the name of the show, because well, the name of the show is Murder, My Dude in the show. In the show or the fake show. Yeah. The show within the show. Yeah. Was Murder, My Dude. Right. And then we were like, that's that's too cool of a name to just give it to some phony ass mofo. Right. So we took it. And now we're now we're those guys. By the way, while we're doing this reply all commercial. Yeah. Which is fine. Uh, we're on it. Anchor. Anchor is owned by Spotify. Spotify owns Gimlet. It's all in the family. Sure. Um, and they the latest one they did is called like Brian versus Brian. Okay. And it's about this guy who's a musician, and he he did this thing just with him and his friends where they did this like jazzy version of it. I think I'm pretty sure it was Jingle Bells. Okay. And so they're, they're they just do this. They recorded like just hanging out one day. And they just put it up on YouTube for the hell of it, just so other people can hear it, like their friends can hear it. And like maybe they shared it with like 20, 30 people. It never got a lot of views or anything. And then over the holidays, over Christmas in 2019, he's walking through a supermarket and he hears his version of Jingle Bells. And he's like, How the fuck did they get my song? That's crazy, dude. And they and it looked and the, the whole episode is them looking at they don't have they never got a definitive answer, but they they really explored it. That's yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so back to back to the the AIDS Commission. So yeah, so because of this letter and because it fi- they found out that uh, Cordras was initially lying, and that he was engaged in a sexual act when the attack happened, they find out that the guy they have in jail is not the guy. The guy who wrote this letter is the real killer, and the letter writer called himself the chairman, and he went on to also explain the hard details of Joel Larson's final moments. Larson was shot in the back as he ran away from the chairman and ran toward a basketball court, and he was shouting for help, and he just shot him in the back twice and killed him. With the killer at large and his motivation clear, Minneapolis police then made the step of releasing the innocent man that they had arrested, and uh, then he, um, they also put out the call to the LGBT community that they were in danger. And perhaps the most damning line in the AIDS Commission letter was a boast from the chairman. And the chairman in that letter said, you'll never catch us. And he might have been right. He might have been right had he not baited the gay community and law enforcement one too many times. More letters were sent to the media by gay and the gay rights groups. Joel Larson's family was sent a jar of dirt in the mail that fe- uh, that later that year. And it said that the, the, basically the guy said, this is the dirt from his grave. Were, he was just fucking with the family of the guy he killed. And in February of 1992, the commissioner made two calls to the Gay and Lesbian Community Action Council. And after the first call, police and the GLCAC tapped the phone lines. So when they got that second call, and and one of the calls, I don't know if it was the first or second, was like, I already have my next victim picked out. They're basically taunting, like, I'm going to kill another gay man. And when they made that second call, they traced the call, and it was coming from a home owned by an older woman who was almost certainly not the killer. They were pretty sure the killer was a man. Uh, obviously, they had a little bit of a description of, of, of the guy. So they knew it wasn't this older woman. A check outside the home saw a white car that Steven Berg had seen several times during his undercover work in the gay nightlife scene. And so they checked out that car first before springing it on the people in the house. The car was registered to a, a man named J. Thomas Johnson. I, I forget his actual age. He was in his early 20s. I think he was like 24 and J. Thomas Johnson was renting a basement apartment at the home where the AIDS Commission calls were coming from. So now it's starting to seem like they have their guy. 
J. Thomas Johnson is probably the, the killer here. So police served a warrant on Johnson's apartment and car. A gun matching the gun used to kill Joe Larson and John Chenoweth was found in the trunk of the car. In his apartment, police found a bookshelf full of true true crime nonfiction. He had tons of books about serial killers. Uh, he, he was one of those guys we were kind of talking about earlier. Like, some people are obsessed with the murder part. He was one of them. Yeah. And uh, they also found early drafts of the AIDS Commission letters. So Now, it's funny because, like, I have a lot of books on conspiracy stuff and, and serial killers and stuff like that. But I... Yeah, I'm not I'm not into serial killers like that. And for me, it, again, comes back to the mystery. It's you know, who because, It's the mystery. Who's the, the granddaddy of all serial killers? Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Like that's what it is for me. It's it's I want to know yeah. who he is, but I don't want to know who he is at yeah. the same time cuz if we find out who Jack the Ripper is and we're like, "Yeah, that's him. He's Jack the Ripper." It's over. Yeah. The mystery's over. The and look, let's let's be real here. At this point, like I, I say all the time, at this point with Jack the Ripper, it's almost like it's fantasy because it's yeah. so long ago, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I always had an infatuation with the Zodiac Killer for the same reason. Who the hell is it? Yeah. Who did it? Yeah. And you want to know, but you don't want to know. At least at least I want to know. I want to know for Zodiac because there's that outside chance that he's still alive. Right. Zodiac, but not Jack yeah, the not Ripper. Jack the, yeah, Jack the yeah. Ripper is obviously, <laughs> obviously long dead. Yeah. So, so yeah, they found this. They obviously have their guy. They found the gun. They found drafts of the letters. This is where the call came from. J. Thomas Johnson is their guy. So mystery solved. But the final twist in the story was J. Thomas Jefferson himself. Or J. Thomas Johnson. J. Thomas Jefferson. I'm an idiot. Put them in the so racist. Uh, well, maybe he was related to Thomas Jefferson. Uh, born to a multiracial couple uh, and adopted by... A staunchly religious and conservative white family, Johnson struggled with his homosexuality throughout his life. Self-loathing over his sexual orientation tortured him. He felt like he was evil. He felt like he was born wrong yeah. because he was gay. Yeah, and the, the a, big, lot, a lot of people. The big that. twist here is the AIDS commission guy killing the gay people is gay. That's the big twist here. Uh, and things only got worse when J. Thomas Johnson contracted HIV. Now convinced that he was being punished by God for the sin of being gay. Hey, this is why people need to stop believing in a fucking fake ass God. Johnson wrote in a journal about his feelings when he got the diagnosis. Are you going to co-sign that? Yeah, I, I, I think. Are you going to co-sign that? that? I co-sign that. We need to stop. Listen. Hey, listen. We we like to say, well, you know, I don't I don't want to uh, rattle the cage, you know, because I'm not, I might upset my friends that are, you know, God believers and... You know, I just need to stay diplomatic. No, you don't. You don't need to stay diplomatic. It's 2020. Let go of your God. Let go of your racism. Let go. And grow the fuck up. Like, you could play video games. and You could watch movies. You could, you could like... And you could I like, do. You could like Superman and Batman, and you could like fake shit. It's fine. Okay? You could like the idea of a Jesus, right? But like the idea of a fucking Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. You can like the... Let me say it again. I'm going to run it back. You can like the idea of a Jesus, but like the idea of a Jesus. Now, what does that mean, brothers and sisters? What do I mean by that? This what is what do you they mean do. by that? This is what preachers do. Mm-hmm. Meaning that if you're going to love Jesus, then you need to fucking love the idea of what Jesus is supposed to be about. Right? Right. He fucking forgave all the sinners, mm-hmm. the character of Jesus. He's a character. You're gonna you're gonna call yourself a Christian, then be a Christian. 
You know, don't be a Catholic. Don't be a fucking uh, Methodist. Don't be an evangel- evangelical. Notice that they they call themselves that and not, you know, I mean, a lot of them will say Christian, but then they break it down to what denomination they are. Mm-hmm. But they're still not acting like the person that they, you know, uh, claim to be a, a follower of. You know, Jesus is in me, but but he's not. He's not in you because if he was, you would say, you know what? I'm going to give to that poor person. I'm going to help that poor person. Like, I, that's why you, you need to co-sign the whole like it's just religion's fucking bullshit at this point, and it's it because it look what it caused this dude. Look at the turmoil mm-hmm. it's causing this fucking guy to think that he's so wrong and so damaged because he's being raised by a family that hates gay gay people Mm -hmm. they brought they're already we know racist people like this do you know that they're racist and they adopt black babies yeah you know and then they like to go to like we went over to africa and we built a church Mm -hmm. i know this i see this my ex-girlfriend's dad was one of these type of people you know you see this shit all the fucking time let go of your god be a better person all right, that's enough. So, uh, in 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 the letter or the journal entry that that that, that Jay Johnson wrote about his feelings when he got the HIV diagnosis, he said, "In these moments, I knew what I had to do." And his obsession with serial killers, his self-loathing, his newly emboldened hatred of gay men, it all combined to create a monster. And and he further went on in his journal to write, "My dream of committing homicide." On a large scale and entering the ranks of the nation's most notorious serial killers, an ambition which had grown as dormant as the AIDS virus now in my cells, is were now reawakened. They had found a new sense of urgency. I fully intend to expedite a number of souls on their journey to the gates of heaven or the dungeons of hell. And indeed, Johnson intended to kill again, along with the gun in, in the trunk of his car. He had a wig and a hat of the full disguise. And he was likely close to taking that step to kill again. But luckily, he was also calling these. And I wonder if the calls and the the, the, the ploys for attention, everything, I wonder if that was a cry for help. I wonder if he wanted to get caught. Because somebody was arrested. He was going to get away with it. But he was probably going to kill more. Uh, so who knows what was going through his head. But what happened in the end of it was uh, that Johnson was convicted of two counts of first-degree murder. He was given two life sentences for that, and he also received 15 years for the attempted murder, murder of Cord Drost. And Jay Johnson is still alive, despite the HIV diagnosis, uh, even though he's been HIV positive now for over 30 years or almost Yeah, I mean, years, it's, uh, it's not alive. a death sentence these days. They, yeah. You know, like I, maybe when they introduced a cocktail, I don't know, but, you know, it's not a death sentence. You don't, you don't hear about people dying of AIDS like you used to. Yeah, that's true. Like, you never fucking... When was the last time we heard of anybody dying of AIDS? Probably Tommy Morrison. Was there anybody after I don't that? think he died of AIDS. Oh, he didn't? No. no. I think he died of... Um, Did Robert Reed die of AIDS? When was that? In the 90s. It's yeah. That, sure, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure we're missing somebody, and I know it, it's a big thing in Africa. To, I, it, it's not a first world problem anymore. It, it's still a, a, a very much a third world Correct. problem. Yes, it, it's an epidemic in Africa still in a lot of places. Uh, Uganda, I'm pretty, I believe, has a big AIDS problem. Uh, but yeah, so but if you have the means to medicate yourself, then it is definitely uh, something that's obviously a bit more under control than it was 30 years ago. 
And I, I don't see it happening for him, but Jay Johnson is eligible for, for parole in 2032. And if you go to Lauren Park now, oh, I wouldn't go to Minneapolis right now, but if, if you go to Lauren Park in Minneapolis, uh, there is a bench there now that, that was placed in Joel uh, Joel's honor. And the inscription reads, let's turn our backs on hatred, teach love. And that's the story of the AIDS Commission. Uh, what I'm I didn't know. I don't know how true this is. Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye apparently uh, is HIV positive. Oh, I didn't. I had no. I had no idea. The, you know who he is, right? I know of them, but I don't know. He's the dude with the the long hair and the beard. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so apparently he's HIV positive. I had no idea. They're coming out with. Uh, I, I'm excited to see it, dude. It's Queer Eye Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Yeah, the new season. I think it comes out June fifth, sixth, something like that. So. Few, few more days. I have to watch that White Line show. It's like a mystery show, like a murder mystery. Okay. That was done by the guy who made Money Heist. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Because I'm sure he, I, I like the one show he does. Maybe I'll like the next show he does. Oh, oh, you're just talking about shows you like. Yeah. Netflix. Oh, okay. It's on Netflix. It's because gotcha. it's Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it has something to do with like gay or Philly no. or, or something like that. Uh, um, yeah. So well, we're talking about, you know, gay and HIV. So it just. Makes sense that I bring up uh, Jonathan yeah. Van Ness from uh, Queer Eye. I love Queer Eye. I think Queer Eye is a great fucking show. I don't think I've ever watched the show. I used to watch it with with uh, my ex, and then uh, my daughter loves it too. Mm-hmm. My daughter loves Queer Eye, and uh, it makes I me happy. Watch, that... I do watch a show on uh, Netflix. Do you know? Hold on, real quick. Do you know who else <laughs> loves Queer Eye? Who? Nate. Really? <laughs> fucking I love- thought of Nate today. So I, did I. I actually talked to him. Um, I thought of Nate today because I saw something, and it immediately reminded me of Nate. And it immediately immediately remind me of something that uh, I I posted about the the Black Lives Matter thing and he fucking liked it and I was like, ah oh, man that made that made me you you don't understand when he clicked when he liked that yeah. post that made me c- happy it made me happy so um so what made me think of Nate is uh, if you remember way back in our archives probably around it was probably this time last year I'm gonna guess okay we did the Appalachian Trail episode oh the AT yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a company in Virginia, uh, Devil's Backbone Brewing Company. They're looking for a chief hiking officer. Uh, they want to pay somebody $20,000 to walk the AT and have beer parties. All right. I have a friend <laughs> uh, named Eddie. Uh, he goes by the name Kitty. Mm-hmm. On He's a, he's a gay uh, Puerto Rican uh-huh. dude. One of my best friends on the app. I have two, I have two best friends on the app. Mm-hmm. That I consider best friends. I talk to every single fucking day. Right. Uh, Dave, who's Puerto Rican mm-hmm. from New York, but lives in like upstate New York. Okay, good. Because it's it's bad up there. Uh, and then the Kitty, who was born in New York, but lives in Virginia. Okay. Uh, Dave is like metalhead, long hair, like, uh, you know, like that type of dude. Right. And then and then Kitty is he's like he's into hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like, hey, dude, yeah, what's up, dude? It's like me and Teddy, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, right. you totally never tell, like, he's like, Puerto Rican or anything, you know what I mean, dude? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, like, oh, okay, like, uh, and he, you know, he talks like that, and then, uh, he's, he's crazy. He goes off the walls. He was just, he was just arrested the other day. Oh, <laughs> just the other day, destroyed a bunch of shit because he was like, fucking, like, blackout drunk. He, he was like, I woke he woke, like, apparently he got, uh, arrested or something. Uh, naked. He doesn't know how. Oh, yeah, like doesn't know how, like, or whatever. His face is like look like Freddy Krueger fucked him up. He's got all these scratches and shit on on his fucking face, and 
gash on his fucking hand. He's, he's a mess. But uh, see, all I got really drunk over the weekend. All I did was have a conversation with you. I didn't remember. I played video games. Yeah. And I woke up and I had a beer in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> I guess I was saving it for later. <laughs> <laughs> I drank myself sober Saturday. I, I drank myself right. sober. So the three of us, me, you, and uh, you do that. You put a beer in a Ziploc <laughs> yeah. bag. I gotta keep it fresh. You fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> I drank myself sober, and he ends up fucking getting arrested and then now has to live in a hotel uh, for a couple days <laughs> because his mom has like a PDF or something against him or whatever the hell it is. Uh, restraining order PFA. That's I don't think it's a PFA. Places. I think it's more of like a, like just, just like a, hey, stay the way from, stay away from the house for a few days type thing. Um, but, uh, you know, because he was just like breaking shit. I think he put his face through a fucking mirror. Oh, man. Um, he was really drunk. Yeah. But uh, fucking great, dude. He really is. He's a fucking really cool fucking dude. But he looks, he's one of those guys, like, he looks, you look at him, you would think he's black. Right. I thought he was black, too. Actually, at first, when I saw the name Kitty, I thought it was a girl. Uh, and then, but, like, he's, uh, he was he was showing something, and I was like, are your nails, po-? he's like, yeah, I got nail polish. Just, just like, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're like sparkly nail polish, you know. Right? Yeah, so like, like sparkles. So if you're talking to them, like, that's what it sounds like. You know, right? and then it does that, you know. And so, like, I mean, he's really super cool, but, uh, you know, like, it's just how he talks, you know. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny, though. Uh, now, now I'll think about that. I should tell him about that. Just, you know, like, I'm just going to walk to AT, you know what I mean? Just walk to AT and have beer parties. Yeah, it's just fine. Yeah, whatever. I don't know if he'd be able to uh, get hired for the job. Because yeah. <laughs> I know Nate was talking about doing the ATM. We know Nate is a drinker, so. Uh, dude, that, that's fucking cool. Yeah, it's like I saw him like, that's, this is like Nate's dream job. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's uh, funny. Yeah. You know what else is funny, right? Yeah, walk in the ATM. Let's go do it. Let's no, leave right now. Let's walk- do this right now. It's time for another game of Who Died <laughs> the Worst. That's right, everybody. It's everybody's favorite game, Who Died the Worst. It's not Who Died the Funniest. It's not Who Died the First. The name of the game, Who Died the Worst. How, how great is it, by the way, that we bring up Nate for the first time in a long time, yeah. and then we just play his jingle. Nate does the voiceovers for uh, for the Who Died the Worst jingle. Yeah. He does uh, the Project Humanoid. In the very beginning. In the yeah. very beginning, yeah. And he's been on our show a few times. He was on the um, yeah, we're, 38 well, we're, special, my dude. We're due for a cowboy episode, so. Uh, he was on the... Uh, the uh, Project Miranda episode. Remember that Leonard Lake Charles Ng? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, so, who died the worst? The way it works is I am going to give Jackson Wells here three deaths. He's going to tell me which of these three people died the worst. Uh, it's kind of a two-for-one special, though, for this first one. It's actually two people who died here. No name. Uh, no name here. The article didn't have a name. Oh, this is a weird one. And it was two robbers in Belgium. Okay. In a town of Dinant in southern Belgium. Dinant. Okay. Dinant. D-I-N-A-N-T. Oh, Dinant. And they tried to... Dinant. I'm guessing if it's southern Belgium, I think that's the part... I I might be exposing my ignorance horribly here. Where, like, Poirot's from? I think that's the part near France. Because Belgium, like, I know you have some people that speak French. Uh, There's, like, Flemish, which is a more native language. It isn't as widespread. I think there might be some German in there. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, it's all derivative anyway. All Romance languages. No, Germanic languages. Germanic, yeah, yeah. Languages. English is a Germanic yeah. language. There's a lot of French and English, too. Yeah, of course. Of Norman course. Conquest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so basically, two gangsters uh, 
were in this, or two robbers were in this uh, bank, and they tried to blow up the ATM. They pumped gas from a canister through the letterbox, and they, they set off explosives, but they couldn't get too far back before the explosives went off, and they used too many. They blew up the ATM, and ATMs, I guess, have a safety feature where if you try to, like, break them open or fuck with them like that, they'll destroy the money inside. Yeah, kind of like a, like an ink, like an ink thing. Yeah, like an ink yeah. pack when you're yeah, robbing yeah. a bank. Right. And so they didn't know that, but it didn't matter anyway because they used too much explosive, and they blew up half the building, and it fell on them and crushed them. Oh, all right. So death number one, crushed by a building because you're trying to blow up an ATM. Or what I call justice. Yeah. Okay. Death number two was a woman in a, a woman from a, a town called Pigeon, Michigan. I love it. Her name is Judy Zagorski. Okay. And she was. I'm pretty down, sure you're related to her. Could be. She might be part of the tribe. And she was. Um, she's definitely part of that tribe. I would think. I'm profiling now, but okay. Um, she was down in the Keys, the Florida Keys. And she was, you know, I didn't think it was any other keys. You didn't have to, you know, you, you know, the keys, Florida keys. I was go, oh shit, wait, Florida or Alabama? I love the Alabama keys. Hmm. So Judy was on a boat uh, going about twenty five, uh, going about twenty five miles an hour, or the black, oh, the what? Black keys. <laughs> yeah, the black keys. Yeah. I should have said uh, Alabama keys. Let's uh, Alabama, Alabama shakes. shakes yeah. yeah, Muscle Shoals. That's the best town ever. That's the best That's name a of a cool town fucking ever. name. Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Because they, uh, Leonard Skinner hired uh, fucking people, I think, for Muscle Shoals. Or they sing about Muscle Shoals. So anyway, Judy K. Yeah, I know. Forget about Leonard Skinner. Go ahead. Judy Zagorski's on a boat going 25 miles an hour. While she's doing this, a spotted eagle ray with a wingspan of about five to six feet. It's, I guess, a relative of the stingray. Jumps out of the water. Uh, big thing. It's about seventy-five pounds. Hits Judy right in the face. Uh, she fell down, and she died from the trauma of being hit in the face by a stingray. Okay. Or a, uh, I'm sorry, a, uh, a spotted eagle ray. Okay. The impact uh, is said to likely have killed her. She did not appear to have puncture wounds from the stinging barb, like the thing that killed the croc hunter, Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin, yeah. So, so death number two is you're on a boat and you get hit in the face by a sting or a, uh, a eagle spotted ray. eagle ray. Yeah. So that's death number two. Death I always confuse that with the striped eagle ray. Yeah. Or the screaming eagle, eagle ray. Yeah. So death number three. Or the Stevie ray. Yeah. Or the are you Jimmy ray. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. Go way back with that Are one. you Jimmy Ray? Jesus. Are you Jimmy Ray? <laughs> Nobody knows that song. Wow. So, uh, death number three is Limba. Yeah. Yeah. He, he can move a lot. You know, he's very... Uh, it's Limbo. It was Limber. Limber. Okay. That's what I was going. This is also not the conservative Rush. talk show host. Damn it! <laughs> that has lung cancer. Not that guy. Yeah, I'm sure he does. This yeah. is just Limba. Yeah. Limba was a 65-year-old Taoist guru who would do these, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cowboys. He's, he's from where the cowboys are from. He's not a Taoist cowboy. He's just a Taoist. <laughs> How come nobody has ever, ever fucking come up with that name? Yeah, that's great. That play, the Taoist cowboy. Yeah. That's a great name. You're welcome. So, 
he would do these stunts, like these things that like just showed off his endurance or like just the power of his uh his teachings. And he would do these things. So he what he did was he sat in this large steel capsule, which was then heated on placed over boiling water and heated. Was he T.O.? It's not a hyperbaric chamber. Oh. This is basically a big rice cooker, essentially. Oh, that's or so a racist. Big steamer. So racist, dude. So racist. No, because you're he's using Asian, water to heat. But he's Asian. You can't say that. You can't say it's a big rice cooker. This was a big Taoist cooker, apparently. This is what's going to happen Taoist cowboy. So, this is something he's said to have done many times before, but they put him in this capsule. They put the capsule over boiling water, and about a half hour into this, they hear this just desperate banging inside the, the steel capsule. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he's being cooked alive is basically right. what's happening yeah. here. And Somebody didn't do science before <laughs> before they played this game. So by the time they rushed in to get him out, yeah. Limbaugh was... Yeah, like, before they rushed, I get what you... I, yeah, rushed, they rushed They Limbaugh. rushed Limbaugh, yeah, yeah. And they, by the time they got him out, he was unconscious. Mm. And he was rushed to the hospital. I get it. But he was pronounced dead of a heart attack and it also suffered from second degree burns. Yeah. Okay, so... And, uh, so death number one... As you said, it's justice. It's you're blown up an ATM and the, the building, the falls building in collapses on you. on you. Yeah, yeah. Death number two mm-hmm. is you're on a boat and right. you get hit in the face with a fish. I'm on a boat. Mm-hmm. Death number three, uh, you, 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 you basically you're, boil you're, yourself you're alive. Racist. You boil yourself alive. Yeah. I ask you, Jackson Wells. Yeah, ask me. Who died the worst? Number two, obviously. Yeah, that's a bad one. Number two, because number two didn't deserve to get hit by a fucking spotted eagle ray. That is true. Okay? She didn't ask for that. She wouldn't, didn't put herself in a position. You can say, well, she was on a boat. Maybe she was on a boat. Okay, fine. That you know that, that But the thing is, is you're not in immediate danger being on a boat. Right. Okay? In it's, fact, the way things are going trip. on land right now might be a safer place right. to be. Right, yeah. It's it's probably a safer mode of tra- transportation. Or not safer mode of transportation, but say, it's, it's a mode of transportation... That is probably a safer place. Yeah, safer place. One of the be. memes I loved over the weekend is because can we, can we get that blue light. Oh, they did a, a space. Sexy. I don't want it to be that sexy. Anymore. They did a SpaceX launch. Thank you. And it was the first <laughs> time in nine years that Americans have put people in space again. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody was like, "If they ever did, those like two people ahead. made a great decision leaving this planet right now." <laughs> That's funny, but I don't know if they ever did actually. The first Apparently, time. there's this app you you can download from NASA, and they'll tell you when the uh, the International Space Station is o- uh, overhead, mm-hmm. and you can see it in the sky. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Can yeah. you? I'm sure they can. I'm sure we can see it. Um, anyway, yeah. So yeah, that, so number two. Number I agree with you. number two because you. because you know you're you're robbing an ATM. Yeah. It's are are they like are we are we looking like what's the most impact what's the most whatever like but the most painful the, way would probably be the getting boiled alive probably boiled alive because yeah. the, 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 the explosion thing probably would kill you quicker yeah but what's the worst way you're fucking just boating you're chilling on a fucking boat and a spotted eagle ray whacks you in the fucking face you didn't deserve that shit the other two assholes put themselves in that position that is true they're they're responsible for their own fucking demise i agree eagle lady isn't and now she's spotted eagle lady for the rest of her time well she's dead well, she she's doesn't dead. know but because yeah. she died the worst yeah i agree so i agree um hey listen if you if you go i don't like your opinion on this uh let let me know 
I want to hear. I do. Your your opinion to me does. Uh, well, mm, doesn't matter. I don't know. Because if you have a shit, if you're like, oh, I think black people should be murdered, uh, then your opinion doesn't matter to me. And don't use that voice. Bad opinions do not matter. Black lives matter. Uh, murdered. Like I don't like that. Don't talk to me like that. You sound like a muppet. Um, Muppets are cool, but that's a racist like, muppet. They sound like Bubs from Homestar Runner. Bubs. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I forgot about Bubs. <laughs> yeah. He was one of the lesser Homestar Runner characters. I really want to listen to Reply All. Uh, email us at murdermydude at gmail.com. Check out all of our social media. Murder My Dude. Uh, we're on we're on everywhere. We're everywhere. Instagram, we're just there. Twitter, Facebook. Facebook, it's podcast, my dude. But if you look up Murder My Dude, my yearbook. Friendster. Friendster. My yearbook actually became uh, Meet Me. J-Date. Do you remember my yearbook? No. You never heard of it? I th- actually, I think I have. Yeah, I it became, it became, year. it was kind of like that, That, thing, but it, be, it became Meet Me, and now it's just, it's just a streaming thing. Uh, at this time, we do not have an OnlyFans. No. I mean, do you want us to take sexy pictures? You know, like, no, we can post. Don't. The answer is no. We can post. Maybe somebody does. Maybe they're into that kind of fucking weird ass fetish. You know? I saw a very pretty girl today. Mm-hmm. She had gigantic thighs, and she was in a, uh, in a bikini. And we're kind of taught to think that that's, you know, wrong and, and gross or whatever. Like, we're just like, oh, look at that, you know? Like, we're taught, like, cottage th- uh, cottage cheese thighs. We're, we're taught to fucking hate. So then we start hating our own bodies because of, uh, and yet in other cultures, it's, it's like, kind of, it's sexy, right? Yeah. Like Samoans. Samoans, yeah. Samoans. And, like, years ago, like, if you were, if you were a king. You yeah, were, like, you knew, you knew how to find foods. So. Yeah, you know, right. So you were sexy as fuck, dude. So, like, like. A lot of black people love bigger, bigger women, big white women, big black women. They they like big women, right? Mm-hmm. But we're told. I, I actually had this conversation with somebody the other day. Um, we used to like my mom. Still to this day, I'm not putting my mom in a very good light. Uh, you know, when, when you listen to some of this, it's like, oh my god, your mom's horrible. She's not. She's not a horrible person. She just comes from a different, different place. You know, a different era. And and it's you need to get people. Here's the thing. I escaped the bubble. They didn't escape the bubble really. I saw a thing today. So it just seems like white people over fifty are incapable of learning anything. No, no, they are, but they're comfortable, and right. that's what it is. It's like they're comfortable. They don't want to be bothered with the fight that's not their fucking fight. You know, let let it be their fight. Let it be about their grandkids or something like that, and then they'll be fighting. Right. You know, that's why. Hey, this is why. If you have a parent that is over fifty years old, knock up uh, somebody black, yeah. like a, a black woman or a Hispanic. So now that way your their grandkids are now going to be, you know, someone of color. And now they have to fucking care. That now was, they have to care. That was another Chris Rock thing. He's like, whatever you hate, it's going to be in your family. Right. You know, like gay people, you're going to have a gay son. Yeah. And now and now they're, they're either going to leave you and then they're, they're a big piece of shit or they're going to change their fucking opinion somewhat. They're probably not 100 percent, but right. but they'll care a little bit more. Now they're going to go, well, my grandson is black. Right. My granddaughter's black. But you didn't care about black people 10 years ago, Todd. But yeah. now Todd does because Todd's got a fucking black grandkid. And Todd has no choice now. Well, I mean, Todd has a choice, but 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 it's good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's good to break. It doesn't mean we need to fucking like every single thing about every culture. We don't need to like fucking salsa, you know, because we need to accept that. that Are you talking about the music or the condiment? If somebody didn't like the condiment, I don't like them. Right. You're banned from the show. Like Linda Hogan is banned from AEW. Yeah. <laughs> you're banned like your... Congratulations. You're banned like your husband. 
Uh, speaking of wrestling, they all went, uh, a bunch of them were going back. Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. Are they? Yeah. EC3, going Eric Young, T- to Impact. Oh, wow. Maria Kanellis. Oh, damn. They're all going, and Mike Kanellis are going to Impact. I'm, I'm hoping it'll be Mike Bennett again, then. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did I say EC3? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're all going back to Impact, or they're going to Impact. Yeah, so. it's like Carl Anderson was never there. Well, he must have been because they have video of him oh then i guess he was yeah they have video of him uh unless it was from somewhere else interesting but yeah they're all going to to impact they're going to be like slam slam anniversary or whatever oh wow it's yeah so there's a wrestling portion even though i i did you know who we are i brought that up earlier yeah. it's like without saying wrestling that was the wrestling thing but now you know here we go um but anyway so yeah so that's our show um black lives do indeed matter yeah. Um, white lives matter too. All lives uh, should matter, but the the emphasis is not on all lives because all lives aren't being taken by cops. Right. Understand like- that. Understand that. If you say all lives matter, then you're missing the point, and you're you're just trying to argue. And it's a slap in the face of the black people that are now the feel targeted and feel that they're d- being disrespected. You're just disrespecting them more. Yes, yes, all lives should matter. But if all lives matter, then that black life, uh, black life rather, that was taken by the cop would have also mattered. So obviously all lives don't matter. Have you seen the thing going around? It's like this person that was like, uh, they put up that blue, the flag with the blue stripe, like because they're doing like blue lives matter. And it's like, this is a police household and all stuff. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, I, I disagree. All jobs matter. Teachers matter. You know, construction workers matter. Right. And it's like, but yeah, yeah, but police are under attack, and it's like, aha, now you get it. Yeah, but they don't get it, though. That's no, the they thing. No, they don't, no. Logic is lost on crackers. Yeah. So that, that's the final thought for today. Fuck you, crackers. We will see you next week with more murder. You fucking crackers. My dude. Oh, you fuck. Why would you do? Nah. No, seriously. Are you Jimmy Ray? You have to tell me if you're Jimmy Ray.